Hi, you're listening to the Child Free Wealth Podcast. We're your hosts, Bree and Dr. J, Certified Financial Planner. Here we discuss life and finances as it relates to being child free. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your advisor before implementing any ideas heard on this podcast. Hey everybody, Dr. J here from Child Free Wealth. You may have heard this podcast before called the Child Free Life and Finances Podcast. Uh, Matt and I were doing that podcast for a while. Matt's actually gone off on a different path, different career. He's still child free, but he's following a different path. And of course, in the financial world, that changes marketing and all that fun stuff. So we've relaunched, restarted, reworked this process and said, all right, let's make this podcast a little different. And I have a new co-host I'll introduce you to in a minute. We'll work through the whole process, but we'll get you there. Uh, If you want to reach to Matt, his contact information is still out there. Uh, Or you can always email us at podcast at childfreewealth.com. All right. So now the podcast is called the Child Free Wealth Podcast. Doesn't really change much. It's just branding. Uh, And I'm going to be co-hosting this with Bree. Bree has just joined our team at Child Free Wealth as a customer service associate, but also as marketing manager because I've been told that I suck at social media. So uh, Bree's job is to bring me into the whatever, 2020s at least, uh, and get me up to date there and get the marketing out and build this. But Bree also, as a unique thing, is learning to become a certified financial planner. We're going to have some fun with this because what we've decided is, why not teach you all what she's learning? Uh, you know, we can teach the child-free spin and how it fits. And one of the challenges I've given Bree is, well, as she goes through all this training, is to find any mention in there of being child-free. Uh, I didn't find any when I did my training, but we'll see. We'll go through the process. We'll do that. But also, frankly, Bree's got a completely different perspective than me. I hate to age myself, but uh, she's two decades younger than me, uh, so I feel like the old person in this room, um, and she has just a different look on things, and that's awesome. So, Bree, say hi and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Bree Khan. I am working towards becoming a certified financial planner. I'm currently a marketer and working with Jay now. He has been training me these past few weeks to become a financial planner. It's going to take a few years, but I'm excited to do it. I've always had an interest in money, but I didn't really know where to go with it and found found out I could become a certified financial planner after a few years of listening to different podcasts and reading different blogs and following people online. I am child-free, like I said. It's just never felt like something I needed to have to be complete in life. And I'm really excited to go forward and learn more about what child-free means and money and also learning how I can eventually help you guys as well. That's great. And and I think one of the things you'll find is as you dive into learning about this finance stuff is you can go down whatever rabbit hole you want. Like you can spend all your time researching one little thing or you can try to figure out all the financial planning process or how it is impacted by being child-free or, and there's so much, it's like drinking from the firehouse. It is just way too much. And I know you're studying for the, Series 65 right now. So kind of tell us what that's like and what that test's about. The Series 65 is a uniform financial law exam. So it is all very in-depth regarding laws and technical aspects of money. I'm talking about different acts from 1933, 1940, 1956, different things like that, client stuff. So that's where the experience portion comes in and learning and watching 
different client calls and being in listening to those. Right now, I'm just learning all of the little nuts and bolts back behind that a lot of people don't necessarily want to listen to or read about. And that's fine because it is all very technical and in-depth. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I the, the Series 65, man, that's kind of a rough haul because it's all the like small details that just really almost don't matter to clients. But you're required to know. You know, anybody that's ever done a certification exam for anything knows there's all this stuff. And, you know, like, oh, well, you know, this is how I buy and sell things and what it is. It makes almost no sense until you start working with clients. So we will actually pull that apart and work through that. Uh, just so everybody knows, you take the Series 65 exam, you can become a, a investment advisor representative. That's just a checkbox. Uh, Child Free Wealth is actually a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities Exchange Commission. It just means we got to do a heck of a lot of paperwork for a giant pain in the butt. But it also is kind of how we make sure we're doing the right things and fiduciary and compliance. And man, I spend more time on compliance than I ever want to do. Also, just so you know, get a feel for where Bree is going, she's going to become a certified financial planner. And the difference there is, certified financial planner. You actually have to take six additional classes and do between 4,000 and 6,000 hours of experience on top of passing an exam and all the paperwork and all that. And whew, that's quite a process. So everybody that's listening, you're going to get to go through the next two, three years with Bree and I and diving into this. And it, it's, it's interesting because I have experience working with clients and I've done coaching for over a decade in different ways. And it's always one of those challenges of translating what's in the book into practice. Have you seen that yet, Bray? Oh, absolutely. There's been different topics so far that I've seen. It's like when I'm reading the book, it doesn't really make sense. And then you get to a client call and I'm listening in and I'm like, okay, that it's clicking now. I understand it. I can see how this ties in and how this impacts people's lives. And there are just other things too, where I know we were talking a couple weeks ago about bonds and Silicon Valley Bank and how all that ties in. When you see an example of it, it is so much more real and easier to understand than just reading it out of a textbook. Yeah, for all the finance nerds out there, uh, the Silicon Valley Bank actually, most reason they went under was a bond duration issue, which is something that you know you're taught to calculate. And I, and I had to do it for my MBA, and like we had like a whole class in the Excel forms we calculate. I would never use that in real life, and then you see a bank poof go up because they miscalculated. Um, it wasn't exactly the, the math behind it, but also the you know, environment and you know people pulling their money. But that brings it to life. So speaking of life, Brie, tell me about you and kind of your life and who you are as a person. Yeah. So I am in my 20s. I just got married a couple months ago here. And my wife and I live in Northeast Ohio. I've been working from home for a while and then met Jay. And now, now I'm here working on becoming a certified financial planner. Um, we love to be outdoors. If I'm not working, you're, you can bet that I will be outside either hiking or swimming or running, anything like that. Love doing all of those. I've got a cute little dog. She is a, an Australian cattle dog and husky mix. Her name is Lily and she has heterochromia. So she's got the one blue eye, one brown eye and is absolutely adorable. Um, yeah, I grew up in South Dakota before I moved out here, went to college, got a degree in communication, worked in marketing for years, and now I'm kind of changing my path. Change your path. All right. So I'm going to 
dive into this and I'm going to treat you like a client, whether you like it or not, and uh, ask you some fun questions. So, all right, you're in your 20s. What do you want your life to look like in your 40s? In my 40s? I was just talking about this last night. I really, first of all, I never thought I'd be married. I was very adamant that I did not want to be married. And now here I am. Um, so that changed. But I always envisioned that I would live in a tiny house with my German Shepherd. And now that is kind of changing, but also staying the same. I want to be able to travel around, stay in different places for a month or two at a time and just explore the world. And I love being able to go learn new things and meet new people. So that is my hope that I have the time, freedom, and flexibility to do that. Okay, so I got to dive in here. You know I'm going to. So what you just told me is you want to be the child-free nomad and kind of wander the world and do that. But what was interesting about it, and, and I'm going to call it out, is you didn't talk about what you want to be when you grow up in, like, job or finances. It's true. I didn't. Why? I don't know. I guess was, that was just, in my mind, I was implied. So here's the thing. It, it's, it's a generational thing. It's also a child-free thing that we can actually focus on things more than our job. And you know, if you ask somebody in their 40s, what are they going to be in their 50s or whatever? They're going to talk about their job first, which to me is kind of wrongish. Like, seriously, we're not just our job. You know, I do this job so that I can provide support for my wife and also so I can have good money to go boating. Like, seriously, that's why I work. If I don't, you know, I didn't have to, if I didn't have to work, I, you know, would not have money for boating. Um, but you started with a life. So the question is then, if you started with a life, why does financial planning start with the numbers? You need money to do things. And for me, I guess my perspective on it is having the money to be able to do those things takes away some of the stress. So I hear you. Uh, the, the, the theory on this and the kind of the background, just so you get it, is that there's two phases in life. There's the rent and ramen phase, and then there's the rest of your life. The rent and ramen phase is when you can barely make ends meet, can't keep a roof over your head, can't keep food. And by the way, in that time, it's all about money because you got to have enough money to like literally keep the roof over your head and keep yourself fed. But then what happens is once you get past that phase, people start doing weird stuff and either increase their housing. So they always are essentially poor and always in the rent and ramen phase, or they start living your life. So I heard you want to live your life instead. Is that fair? Absolutely. If I could just get an RV and move around, I would do that. I know that it's probably not going to happen. My wife and I disagree on that. She's very much, she's an airline pilot. So she's on the road a lot and wants a home base. Whereas I'm like, you're on the road a lot and I'm not in my home. So I want to go. How are you going to like solve that one? If you guys have two different perspectives. She can fly to me when she's off. <laughs> That's great. I, I have a lot of people that say, hey, I want to do the nomad life, the van life, the RV life, the whatever. And Corinne, who also works with us, one of our child free wealth specialists, actually did that. She did the van life, did the sailboat life. We'll have to have her on and talk about that. But one of the things you're going to find out, it's a whole lot sexier on Instagram than it is in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking to somebody today who's going on the van life and right now has a leak in her roof and now is, you know, dealing with that issue. Um, it just looks a lot more attractive. Now, personally, I want to do essentially the same thing, but on a boat, you know, just kind of boat in the water versus the van. I don't know. Um, so 
You think you're going to be able to do that by the time you're 40? You're going to do that before then. I would love to be able to do it within the next seven years. Cool. So why don't you? Because right now, while I'm going through my CFP education, I do not want to think about having to pack things up and move around. So that's number one. I want to complete that first and kind of get my feet settled in that before I make a big adjustment. So what's the magic date? Like by the time you're 30, 35, when do you want to like, when do you, we, we got to call you out because we're going to put you on a podcast and say, Bree set a goal and this is what it is. And we're going to hold you to it. All right. By the time I'm 30, it gives me a little less than five years. All right. Um, and I think the hard part for this is people often say, okay, my finances need to determine if I can do this. You're right in the ranch and ramen part. But once you're out of that, start with what life you want and then figure it out. So you might have to, oh, get rid of a whole bunch of crap in your house. And I hate to call it that, but you know it is. Yeah. And do a little bit minimalist and, and make some adjustments. But would you be happier if you were living that nomad life? Oh, absolutely. We went from living in a three-bedroom to living in a one-bedroom. And now we have a two-bedroom place we live in. And I'm like, God, I don't want all the space. I would rather have less space and just be able to go and not worry about things. The one bedroom, it was small, but it was comforting because I could go do whatever and didn't have to worry about much. Yeah, I I think it's one of those things. I I call it Marie Kondoing your life and figure out what brings you joy and get rid of the stuff that doesn't. And real quickly, you realize the things you've been doing are not necessarily what you want to do. I mean, I don't know. This, this is where you and I differ because we got 20 years difference is you get to mid forties and you're like, how did I get here? And often then we all hit what we call the child-free midlife crisis. You hit your personal professional financial goals, then what? And you'll get to that, but you have all this future ahead of you. And I, I don't know. I'm just excited to see what you do with it. Um, so we get to 30. How are we going to know you're ready? I... I would do it now if it wasn't for the fact that I know all of the work I'm about to go through and education is going to be difficult. So you're willing to sacrifice the next, let's call it three years in order to have that different life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because sometimes when opportunities present themselves, you have to take them. And I did not think I would be working towards becoming a financial planner this soon. And, you know, you and I randomly connected in a Facebook group and now I'm here. And so I wouldn't change that. And I want to say yes to that and do those things. And I know that I can still go and do the things I want to do after I finish my education. Cause I'll so what you're saying is it's my fault. I mean, hey, I guess if, if you want to call it that, then sure. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. It's funny. I work with clients all the time and I do what it's called life and financial planning. And, um, I don't know. I always, I, I joke about it. It's true. I'm always kind of messing with people's heads. I open the head and spin around and say, okay, what are your goals? Cool. Let's go get them. And they're like, well, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Did you have one of those moments? Oh yeah. I mean, we, I don't know how much we talked on the phone and on zoom. And it was just like, oh, I can do this already. Like I never, never planned that. And it really threw me for a loop and it was kind of hard 
to say, yeah, I can do that and accept the fact that, yes, I can do it. And it's what I want to do and I can do it so soon. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that because like they're like, well, I have to do like the, the good boy, good girl things I have to do. You know, I have to do these things. They talk about the standard life plan. You know, got to go to school, got to get married, got to have kids, buy a house. You know, or you can do whatever you want. Seriously. And, and I swear half my time I spend just telling people, yes, you can do what you want. And they go, no, I can't. Well, yes, you can. No, you can't. And we get stuck in this back and forth. And it's about pulling apart all of these goals and debates they're having and saying, what really matters to you? And they go, okay, X, Y, Z. And then I go, well, let's go figure out a plan to do that. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right, Bree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have spent quite a few years supporting my wife and getting her to where she wants to be. And for me to shift into saying, okay, now I'm going to be the person who's being supported has been difficult. And it's been, I think, harder for me than for her because I struggle to say, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And I need your help getting there. We call it the garden of the rose approach where one person's growing and one person's providing support. And it is hard to swap the roles. Let's be real on that. I mean, it just, it just is. And it's obvious, you know, you need to, and you need to work through it. I mean, has there been, have we had the fights yet? Are we we're freaking out or how's it going? Between my wife and I, it's been pretty good. Um, I've gotten better and I know like you and I have talked before, you're like, okay, come on, Brie, fight for yourself. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I know I need to do that. And so it's, it's been going pretty good. Um, we do have very good communication between us. It's something we worked through. We've been together for almost six years. And so we've spent a lot of time working through our communication prior to getting married. And now having this change has been easier than I anticipated, but in my mind, it was going to be a lot harder, which made it hard for me to stick up for myself. That's fair. I mean, the, the, the relationships and the communication and working with a couple, um, that's a big part of it, you know, and figuring out the balance between them. And I think when you talk about the concept, they say, well, you know, we're dinks, dual income, no kids. Cool. That means that you can take turns growing and afford it. And then people go, yeah, but the dynamic in our couple would have to change. And it does. Like, I'm not saying it's going, going to or not. It just has to. So both can grow. And it's, it's hard. Um, you've also you know, said, okay, I'm going to go you know, buckle down and over the next three years become a CFP, which is not one of the easier ones to do. Uh, so we'll get you there. Uh, for everybody listening, you can also be involved in this podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you email us questions. We'd love to have you join us if you have a question or you want to just discuss things. You can reach out to us at podcast at childfreewealth.com. Also, Bree is going to be working on figuring out social media for me uh, and for the for the group. And, and I, I laugh uh, you know, because I put stuff up there and I know I'm doing it wrong and uh, I'm just going to hand it all to Bree. Uh, and, and she's joined the team just recently, so she's got to get up to speed on that. But you will be able to see us on all the socials at, at Child Free Wealth. And we will, we will be putting up this podcast ideally every week. Might get a little off, but you know, let's go for every week is our goal. So we'll be able to catch you as we go along. Also, be on the lookout. Uh, we're going to be doing some fun stuff with the Child Free Convention coming up in July. Also, August 1st is International Child Free Day. Uh, 
Keep an eye. We are actually going to do some uh, contests, let's call it, because we have a billboard coming out in Times Square celebrating International Child Free Day. And there's going to be ways for you to be involved. So follow us on all the socials at Child Free Wealth. You can also visit us online, childfreewealth.com, and email us at podcast at childfreewealth.com. All right, Bree, let's dig in. Let's go into a next topic. Thanks and have a great day. All right, thank you. That's all for this week's episode of Child Free Wealth Podcast. Be sure to follow Child Free Wealth on social media or email us at podcast at childfreewealth.com.